0: Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me again today is Doug Iglesias, Deacon Doug Iglesias, and his wife, Lisa. Uh, Welcome again. Great to have you. Uh, Today we're going to be hearing um, mostly from Lisa, we, we hope. Um, and her story of faith and how she's come to know the Lord. But as we begin, let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, awaken in us um, a renewed heart that we might always um, keep our eyes on you, that we might see you at work in our lives and in the lives of those we encounter. We ask, O Lord, that you direct us according to your will this day, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Lisa, we've set you up. Um, How have you come to know the Lord in your life?
1: Um, Well, thank you so much for asking. I love actually (laughs) reflecting on this, because um, I think when we get, like, in life and stuff we can kind of forget and like the humble beginnings and then like the wow of glory of god so um like doug i was a cradle catholic and um did ccd and you know every week and things and um i love to pray my my parents taught us to pray as kids and things and um so that was kind of a base for me. I um, have awesome parents. I have a really amazing dad. And um, in particular, I mean, my mom and dad, but uh, I think we've reflected several times that me being able to um, receive that idea of the love of the father is just ready for me, re- readily, you know, accepted by me because my dad is is just awesome. So um, so I'm grateful for that. and. Um, but, uh, you know, going, going to, you know, regular, you know, Sunday mass and things. Well, then, um, as a military brat, Air Force brat, we moved a lot. And that kind of loss, uh, was, um, for my parents about, you know, changing, um, homes and, f- uh, relationships and friends, uh, I'm sure it was really hard on them, but for my brother and I, it was just a big adventure every time they had that ability to make it amazing. Well, um. And I'll get to that in a second. But um, through those um, moves, we were blessed at one point to live in Germany for three years. And that meant we were able to travel all over everywhere. Like my parents were like, we're going everywhere while we're here. So um, in Fatima, I spent a a good amount of time kneeling and praying before the most glorious image of Our Lady that I had ever seen and um, really was struck by the deep peace and I literally could not take my eyes off of her. And um when we left I asked my mom, Could I could I get something from the gift shop, which I was never quite interested in. I'm still not a big shopper at this point. But this little book um about Jacinta. I I just cherish that little book. Anyway. Um, that was like a kind of tumultuous middle school ish age for me where I was right on the brink of I had some like kind of like you know, intensely ne- leaning to the wrong uh, way for me, friends. And then I had this experience in Fatima. And we came back from that summer trip, and um, I completely switched. Um, and I, I just kept these discussions going on with my mom about morals and values. And I just pressing and pressing and pressing on. And and, and she very kindly would listen, and we'd, we'd talk about what it is to be, you know, A good person that's I was really concerned about that so go through um, we moved back to the states moved to Miami Florida and the culture shock was intense because being in a military base um, there's a lot of order and rules and peace for me through that well you hit Miami Florida in the late 80s and it was (laughs) intense there (laughs) and um I just didn't know who to be friends with whatever so a friend in one of my classes invited me to youth group and uh i went to youth group and i found this uh, same uh, group of just on fire catholics i had never experienced that in my life and um very shortly after a few weeks later they had a retreat and on that retreat i learned that jesus loved me like i knew that jesus loved the world jesus loved people god made the world and that Jesus died on the cross, but the knowledge that for me and my sins, um, that was mind-blowing, and I wept in a new way, I, I um, was uh, prayed for, I received the gift of the Holy Spirit, my leaders told me, and that I had received the gift of joy, and um, I literally fell back in my chair laughing hysterically for a few minutes, and... Um, my heart was just on fire, so I came back from that, and any opportunity to serve, like Doug had shared, I just wanted to be there and um, I invited my you know my son, my brother to come, uh, invited my um, my mom to come. They needed adult leaders, and so our family just became Im- immersed in this whole experience of faith and my My father went to Curzio, um and my mom and so it was a, it just became this burgeoning of faith. it was pretty awesome. Um, you know, fast forward, we, uh, Doug and I um, fell in love. We, you know, dated, engaged, and, um, and we tried to raise our kids um, in this. Um, we didn't want them to be a stale Catholic experience at all. Like, we wanted it to be very much fully alive. And um, we really tried to be very prayerful of, like, who they were with, spent time with, their, their aunties and uncles were these young adults that Doug had met through, um, young adult ministry and things. Um, but a huge, another huge turning point was, um, moving to Columbus, Ohio for me because, um, the, the leaving everyone, I finally experienced what my parents had experienced, um, and so gracefully and with such, um, They didn't. They never outwardly showed that to my brother and I. Like, like I said, it was this grand adventure. So I thought I would create that for our our kids. This grand adventure. No problem. (laughs) To my oldest son, no problem that you're a senior in high school. We're just going to move. It's going to be great. No problem. It's going to be great. (laughs) uh, (laughs) So um, it was a huge thing. But in that time, landing here in Columbus um, before we moved, I tried to find the Catholic community. So. I emailed to homeschoolers here, and um, I was instantly given Emily Geminette's name. So I emailed Emily Geminette, um, who I love to say is my famous friend, <laughs> <Emily Geminette, laughs> um, author and speaker. <laughs> um, and she emailed me right back. Oh my goodness! I'm so excited for you. You are coming to the hotbed of the um, uh, of Catholicism. It's right here in Columbus. I'm so excited for you. And I was like, really? I actually had to check the map of where Ohio was before we moved. So, um, so that was very exciting. Um, but. So then um, moving here, we had to find a parish. We were from a very, um, char- I guess charismatic is what we would call it now, charismatic parish. Um, the music and the um, the homilies were just fire and we just, you know, lots of outreach. It was really exciting. Um, huge parish, ton- thousands of families. So we were, that's what we were seeking. And then... Um, we ended up eventually um, hearing a homily. We've had many churches here in Columbus that are all awesome. Um, hearing a homily, they were doing their building of their building. So we are just like in the Faith and Family Center. We had our kids between us. And Doug and I reached around our kids and squeezed each other's hand. And we're like, I think we found where we're going to be. So I'm uh, so grateful. Father Dave gave that homily that day at St. John Newman. <laughs> and it was really exciting. But... Um, then even through that, uh, a few years into that, um, I had some significant health challenges, um, really scared one particular surgeon. Um, you know, when I woke up, she just holding my hand, tears in my husband's eyes, tears in my surgeon's eyes, letting me know, well, we'll we'll, we'll get through this kind of thing. I'm like, my goodness, I thought this was uh, exploratory. Now we had a big issue. Um, and what did we do? We, we, we ran up to Our Lady of Consolation um, in Cary. Um, we asked the priest to pray for us. They placed the relic of the true cross on my chest and prayed. Um, in our in our Blessed Sacrament Chapel at St. John Newman, we mentioned, could I please someone pray for me? Just a bunch of, bunch of folks around me praying. And a few days later, I get a call from my doctor going, I don't understand this, but you're okay. <laughs> you know that, that whole cancerous thing I'm sure of? You still need surgery, but it's not cancer. And I, I just started crying. I told her, well, I know why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> people have been praying for you. People have been praying for me. And this is what happened. So um, that I think that does that t- something to you, that experience of this could be, This is. this looks like the end, you know, here. And um, and also, my husband has um, a real kind way of saying that I I found my, well, first he called it my 40-year-old voice. <laughs> then he called it my 45-year-old voice. We won't talk about where we're at this point. But, um, it just the, the God just kind of laid in my heart. Um, it's now. You must tell the truth. You have to speak. And I think as a stay home mom, as that was the only thing I ever wanted to be, and then a homeschool mom, which I adore the whole lifestyle. What had happened was you do kind of get feel like you get lost. You feel like you become invisible. And that began this kind of journey towards what I'm doing now, ministry-wise. Beautiful.
0: And we'll continue that discussion. Thank you so much, Lisa. Now, um, in our next section, I'm going to um, pepper you with some questions on these things. Um, but you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today again has been Deacon Doug Iglesias and his wife, Lisa. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, peace and all good.